0: He's Christian. He's Jimmer. Welcome back to Two Physical Therapists and a Bag of Chips. Cattle-cooked Nashville-style hot chicken-flavored potato chips. It's
1: apparently the flavor of the year. It's really, so far, not been very good. So hopefully this turns things around for, for the Nashville this, this, hot chicken-flavored chips. This has chip. got
0: all kinds of potential. For one, because it's cattle-cooked.
1: And there's a there's a pickle on there. A pickle? There's a pickle on the chicken
0: in the photo. Sure is. So. There better not be any pickle on a chip. There's, you go on. I'm looking at. It's got tur- turmeric extractives. That just makes it yellow, right? Anyway, before we review those, we're going to go over Paget's disease.
1: Dr. James Paget. Paget, very good. Sir James Paget from England. The English surgeon. Paget's disease is a disorder of the bone. This kind of follows up from our last topic. It is specifically a problem with bone remodeling and is often called rapid isolated bone growth. Yeah. So what happens is you get enlarged but softer bone. So what's kind of interesting, and this gets a little technical, but osteoclasts which absorb bone are overactive. This forces osteoblasts, which make a new bone, to try to struggle to keep up. So these most commonly affect your pelvis, your spine, your skull, and the long bones of your upper and lower extremities. It all falls under the rheumatology field. Pretty rare. One percent of the population ratio is two to three men to women, mostly people over forty, and this really skews further the, the as age increases. So you'll see more cases in seventy-year-olds and sixty-year-olds, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Signs, basically, bone pain and joints, headaches, hearing impairments, enlarged bones and bowing bones. So. Uh, legs that become more bowed or arms that become more bowed. You can also get some numbness and tingling. Uh, hearing impairments are a result of those changes to the skull most of the time. A lot of the times the headache as well is a result of changes to the bone. So, by themselves, headache and hearing impairment are difficult to name Paget's disease. So many other things fall into that but in conjunction with, with a lot of bone pain and joint pain that's not explained through something else. And particularly once you start to see bowing of bones, you know, you get a pretty good idea if those bones start changing shape, what, what's going on there. But pretty unlikely.
0: And there we go. Paget's disease.
1: So other signs you're going to see with this is uh, difficulty bending over. Fractures are quite common because this bone is, is quite brittle. Uh, You also get pinched nerves, which results in that numbness and tingling, and then arthritis of course occurs because the bone modeling is is disordered. Causes, it seems to be hereditary. There's a much more common lineage through European descent that kind of varies on particular locations in in Europe, but that's really specific and I don't want to talk about that. Testing for it is basically x-rays to visualize the bone. Through it you will see right, if the bone is reforming odd, or if there's curvature to it that's either asymmetrical or, or beyond what it used to be. There's something called a blood test for SAP, which is serum alkaline phosphatase. This is basically an indication of overactive osteoclast activity. You can do this also in a urine analysis. Uh, a bone scan is, is not very common, and a bone biopsy, which is really very rarely done. Uh, bone biopsies are predominantly done if you start to suspect that potentially there's a cancerous situation going on.
0: They're not comfortable.
1: No, no, and that's why they're so rarely done. Yeah. Plus, you have a much better idea if you just take an X-ray and see that the bone doesn't look very good. You can basically make your diagnosis of Pagets from there.
0: A little less invasive.
1: Yeah, treatments. Things like medications are pretty common. Um, NSAIDs can help with with pain, discomfort, and also the inflammation associated with it. Uh, Biphosphonates are also quite good at slowing down the osteoclast. Easy for you to say. It's not easy (laughs) for you to say. Uh, Physical therapy pops up quite regularly. This has a lot to do with assistive device, um, orthotics, and certainly exercise. Exercise, again, based on what we talked about last week with Wolf's Law, can certainly have an impact on bone health. Uh, Diet plays a role. And then surgery pops up for other things like fracture stabilization, osteotomies to try to help correct uh, largely bowed bones, uh, joint replacements. And with joint replacements, these usually... Heal quite slowly, unfortunately, because the bone quality is not very high in most cases anyway.
0: Got an interesting uh, Twitter or, or text about wolf's law. Oh, did you? Yeah, when you made the hashtag wolf's law, mm-hmm. somebody read that as wolf's law, mm. as in coleslaw made with wolves. Oh, yeah. And he wanted to know what the ingredients were in wolf's law.
1: Doesn't sound particularly delightful. No. No, too much mayo for me. In worst cases, this results in something called Paget's sarcoma, which is an aggressive cancer. Uh, This is less than 1% of people with Paget's disease, so less than 1% of 1% of the population, so it's a
0: very... That's considered rare.
1: Very small amount, most commonly in people aged 70 and above, so it's not something that pops up really at all. Ah, how many wolves does one require?
0: To make wolves slaw. Yeah,
1: that's a good question. Paget's disease, very rare, generally uh, not something that comes up very often. I believe you said you've seen one or two cases over the, the yes. last 30-ish years. Yes,
0: and it, there was they started out as generalized joint pain, right? And then you start going along the lines of, is it osteoarthritis, is it rheumatoid arthritis? And um, with my first one, it probably took over two years to diagnose, mm. um, and he came in off and on. But, like you said, manageable with with, uh, with uh, medication.
1: Yeah, and the key with it, I mean, the earlier you realize that something's going on, the, e- the easier it is to do something about and less other issues you get with it. I mean,
0: yeah, the problem weird. is when, you, when you're dealing with x-ray diagnosis, then you already have bone deformation, you do. You do. Which, is, which is not going to change.
1: Which is what's nice about the SAP blood test. Yep. So if you can test for that fairly early, hopefully... Rheumatology. There's a lot going on in rheumatology. I don't know how standard an SAP test is part of rheumatology I, assessment.
0: I, I, I'm just pulling this out of my head, but I, I think that's part of a, a rheumatology uh, serum screen. So they they check for that in addition to you know all the other things that they check for.
1: Rheumatology stuff is is difficult. It's it's, a, it's, a, yeah. it's an interesting area. It's a difficult area, and it's. Uh,
0: Th- this is one of those things, though, where. Um, Think you know a good PT can be very beneficial. Now, it's not your job to diagnose these, but there are some of these things that if you have a patient that just seems to be a little tougher to pinpoint, um, you know, talk to the doctor and say, hey, listen, have, has this ever crossed your mind, and uh, and then they can send them to a rheumatologist and get the blood. Check done, and they'll they'll check out some other things as well. But so if you have a patient who has some vague symptoms, and you know, it's easy to kind of brush that off as somebody just complaining, but this does happen, and it's uh, it's something to have in your diagnostic arsenal, I believe.
1: I mean, I've never come across it at this point. I've never seen it as a as a secondary thing either, or it hasn't been mentioned to me as a secondary thing at this point. So I don't have any useful input. <laughs>
0: The treatment is, is, you know, theres, there's it's a specific, right? You're not really treating the disease. You're treating the, the symptoms that occur with right. it, just like with a lot of other things. So.
1: Absolutely. Trivia time. What is Canada's most populated city?
0: That was a hard one. I think I got it after five tries, six tries. Yeah, it's Toronto. We ran, we ran out of cities.
1: Yeah. Five and a half million people live in Toronto, which is a lot, actually, I think, because there's only like 20 million people in Canada, so. Yeah. You know.
0: And there's only nine cities, we decided.
1: Basically, like Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, Ottawa, Winnipeg, those are your hockey cities. Yeah. I mean that alone takes up I think fourteen million people or something like that, so So
0: the know. rest are just gonna sprinkle along the border.
1: Yeah. Not a not a ton of people in other places really.
0: Toronto. Did anybody get it right?
1: Well, seeing as how we're recording this on Thursday, we only asked the question about six hours ago. <laughs> Yes. It's, okay. Uh, we haven't. We didn't have any responses <laughs> when I checked. I don't know if that's changed since. But uh, oh, that's funny. But yeah, uh, this week's question: Which teams played the first NHL game?
0: Oh wow! Like we called it the NHL. So call, it was officially the, the National uh, Hockey officially League. Officially the National Hockey League. Which two teams? Yeah. Oh, I like
1: that. So they, uh, the teams do both currently still play in the NHL.
0: Well, the original
1: five? Six. Six. There weren't actually originally six, which is fun, but that's a whole other story. There's the first four and then the original six. Okay. So the first four are all Canadian teams. Oh, my God, I've given something away there. <laughs> and then the original six was three Canadian teams and three American teams. That's fantastic. Your U.S. teams, United States of America teams, I should that's say. That's
0: interesting. Now. So...
1: I'm, yeah, not, I'm not peeking. I'm just gonna guess. I'll take some uh yeah, it's kind of there's there's some weirdness to it. So both of the four teams, two games on the same day, but which team which which game was first? The
0: first, okay. Oh, T- yeah. TJ better know this. Oh, I hope TJ knows this
1: one. Alright, chips Kroger, kettle cooked, Nashville style, hot chicken, chip air ratio, forty percent.
0: Courtesy of Mimi DeRose. thank, thank you. you, Mimi. Thank you very much. We Mimi really always takes it. good care of us. She does. This is a I, I love the bags bag. I, I, yeah, I like the bag design. It has a distinctive crunch, signature taste. Let's try them. Can we try them? Yeah. All right. You're gonna go for the big foldy or not? Well, the Durose has more heat than yeah. the last one we tried. I'm actually getting some chicken.
1: I kind of feel like it's chicken skinish, you know, a mm-hmm. little bit. Like almost a fried outside, you know, component. But that
0: might also be just because it's crunchy, right?
1: Yeah.
0: So you associate the crunchy with chicken. Um I'm not disliking these at all. I'm actually surprised. It's 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 more complex than I had anticipated. There's certainly more happening
1: in here than, than I really thought. There is some sort of chickenish flavor, yeah. but I, I wonder where that's coming from.
0: I don't think we've had any chicken flavored chips that tasted like chicken until now. No. The heat is good. The heat is nice. It's a it's a it's very present, but it, it fades pretty quickly. It's not painful in any way, shape, or form.
1: It smells not so good. I don't really like the smell.
0: Yeah, a little um little artificial smell, but yeah. I, I really like the, I like the flavor. So, yeah.
1: This is definitely the closest to like Nashville hot that we've had so far.
0: Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm going back and forth between two or three. I'm going two.
1: I'm only going to give it one. I'm not, I don't love it.
0: Oh, but that's, that's great. That's fine me. This bag is yeah. coming home with me then. Yeah,
1: hey, you can have it. Yeah, awesome. I mean, the chips—the chips okay, right? It's a—it's a kettle cooked, but it's not like a kettle brand kettle cooked, right? it's, right? it's not quite as sturdy. It's still
0: Kroger. I'm just gonna keep so, eating. You just keep talking.
1: Yeah. So I'm so I'm sticking with one. Sticking with one. Uh, thank you for listening today. Next week we're gonna go over uh, groin strain, pulled groin, groin injury, whatever you wanna call that that mechanism. We're gonna, gonna review Boulder Canyon Jalapeno Cheddar Chips. Uh, If you like today's episode, please tell your friends, follow, review, subscribe. If you want more information on this topic, give us a follow on Instagram and or Twitter throughout the week. If you want more information on on Rebound Therapy, check out our website, reboundclinic.com. He's Jimmer. I'm Christian. Thanks for listening.